Welcome to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast, where we dive in deep to all things business, wellness, creativity, and activism for artists and entrepreneurs. We talk with impactful, female-driven companies and founders for an inside look at the entrepreneurial experience, where you'll come away with tangible steps to elevate your business. Are you ready? I'm your host, Phoebe Sherman, founder of Girl Gang Craft, artist and designer and marketing obsessed. We're here to learn together how to expand our revenue, implement new organizational techniques, and cultivate best business practices as we work towards creating a life doing what we love. Let's get started. Hello, creatives. Before we get started on this episode, which is a super important episode about making your business legit, I want to talk about our new and exciting offer we've just launched. Introducing the click. So the click is our new space for creatives. There are two paths for the click, the click membership and the click agency. The number one question we get in our DMs and in our emails is how do we join your community? And here we finally have the answer. You are right for the click. If you are a creative entrepreneur, this means you own your own business or you are ready to turn your hobby into a side hustle or your side hustle into a business in the click membership. You will connect with other small business owners, plus join member exclusive workshops, presentations, and have access to special discounts and business guides. In the Click Agency, you'll be featured on our small business directory, which is located on our site. You'll be featured on our stories with a swipe up to your website and our feed with options to be shouted out here on our podcast, and you can even opt in to host a giveaway with us. We will have two sessions to apply to the Click Agency and be on the GGC Small Business Directory. Everyone is invited into the membership. The Click Agency is application-based and we will be selecting polished and established brands to be featured on our hyper-curated directory. So each quarter in the Click membership, we will have tons of fun and educational activations. Each quarter, we will have a tech demo, a mini workshop with me, and a guest lecturer plus access to our worksheets, like our manifest money worksheet, which is super cool. Talks about reviewing, goes through reviewing all of your revenue streams and where you could make some adjustments, plus some personal budgeting techniques, plus sprinkled with just a little bit of magic. First quarter, we will be diving into Adobe Spark, learning about productivity and weekly scheduling techniques. And Lysandra Vasquez will be coming in to talk about utilizing TikTok and Reels for your business. Plus, get an all-access pass to the Click chat room where you can connect with creatives from your niche and also find professionals from other niches to collaborate. So let's say you're a product-based biz and you find your next photographer. I am personally so, so, so excited to be in community with you all. I am just not quite sure if we are going to have events in 2021. Believe me, I want to so bad. I miss real-life events, but I am so energized about this offering a space where we can learn together, flourish, connect, exchange, and collaborate. So head to girlgamecraft.com slash click. Check out both the Click membership and the Click agency. So that's Click, C-L-I-Q-U-E. So yeah, based on the girl group, right? We wanted a little bit of 90s vibe to it. We're going to be an inclusive click. We're going to dismantle any ideas about exclusivity or bad vibes. We are good vibe click over here, inclusive, a space to collaborate. If you sign up for click membership and you get accepted into the agency, you of course get a sweet discount. So really excited. Check out both the click membership and the click agency on our site. Hope to see you in the click chat room. 
Hello, creatives and small business owners. This is an important episode. These topics are also not my area of expertise. However, I do have experience in navigating these topics for my own business. These are also some of the questions I get the most from other small business owners. I do have to say here that I am not a lawyer or a tax accountant. So if you have more detailed questions, you should do your research or better contact a lawyer or a tax accountant. So you are making the best choice for your business. It is important to be a legit business for many reasons. So including taking your business seriously, having these items in place can be the difference between having a hobby and owning a business. Energetically, it allows you to take the business seriously in terms of making money, growth, and using best business practices. In the eyes of the government, you must have some of these formalities in place Because, of course, the government wants to make money from your business. Many of these concepts are confusing, and there is not one path for everyone. You should try some formats and then scale or change these things as your business changes and grows. These concepts are important. So here we are with a podcast episode dedicated to making your biz legit. So let's start with business structure. Shall you become an LLC or stay a sole proprietor? So being a sole proprietor is basically the default mode of a sole business owner or a freelancer or a contractor. This is usually where we all start out. You are a sole proprietor if you make $600 or more in revenue. A sole proprietorships mean you are the sole owner of your business. So you may be receiving funds from a freelance gig, meaning you would likely fill out certain tax forms like W-9s and receive 1099s. If you have an online shop, and use Etsy or Square or Wix, you will also be receiving a 1099. In this case, it is called a 1099K, which shows the gross amount of all reportable payment transactions. A sole proprietor has to pay self-employment taxes. So these are taxes to pay for social security and similar programs. These are paid by employed people by their employers through payroll taxes. As a self-employed person, it is your job to pay both income taxes and employment taxes, essentially. So in California, you are taxed 15.3% of your income. So that rate consists of two parts, 12.4% for Social Security and 2.9% for Medicare. Let's chat LLC. LLC stands for Limited Liability Company. In the basic sense, this business structure allows your business to be separate from you. In the U.S., this means the owners are not supposed to be personally liable for the company's debts or liabilities, like with a corporation. This means, for instance, that if your company gets sued, your personal assets should be protected. But to be clear, lawyers know ways around this, so you can't always depend on an LLC to fully protect you from liability, and less so from being sued. In California, it costs $800 yearly to be an LLC, plus there's just a bit more paperwork at tax season. Jesse, Susanna, and I talk about LLCs in podcast episode 18, so go back and listen to the last episode to really hear our discussion, but we are both personally in the camp of believing that for most solo-owned businesses, it makes sense to keep them as sole proprietorships. It might make sense to form an LLC if you have potentially high liabilities, like maybe you have a product that has lots of small pieces, or you work with nutrition or food, etc. It would also make sense if you have lots of personal assets. So keep in mind there's also liability insurance that could serve a similar purpose. 
At Gargan Craft, we have liability insurance for our in-person events. This is supposed to protect us if someone falls and sues us, for instance. Forming an LLC could also look good. Maybe you're pitching investors and they only work with LLCs. Maybe you just want LLC after your name and that is worth the extra $800 a year for you. I encourage you to talk to a business attorney to help you make the right decision for you and your business. You may have also heard about S corporations or C corporations. These are tax distinctions rather than business structures. I'm not going to go too much into details about these. Again, these distinctions are best handled by lawyers or accountants. So quickly back to sole proprietorships. When you are a sole proprietor, you are paying taxes on your profits. You only want to pay taxes on your profits, your net profits, not your total or gross income. To do this, you need to keep track of your business expenses. These expenses are then deducted from your gross income or revenue. This makes sure that you pay taxes only on your net profits instead of your gross revenue. You are not paying yourself a salary. The profit, in essence, becomes your salary. For tax purposes, usually if an LLC is solely owned, it is taxed like a sole proprietorship. If an LLC is owned by multiple people, it is usually taxed as a partnership meaning each member of the LLC will pay self-employment tax on their share of the partnership earnings. An LLC can also be taxed as an S-corporation. An LLC taxed as an S-corp means you pay yourself a salary. The tax benefits of being taxed as an S-corp may make sense if you are making $100,000 in profit or more. Again, I am not an attorney, and I urge you to talk to a business attorney about structure and liability, not to mention tax consequences. But I did want to offer this insight into tax structures so you can take the first steps to decide what is right for your business. As Jesse Susanna said in the last episode, don't become an LLC just because some man told you to. I urge you to talk to a lawyer and find clarity around your liability and really consider if it makes sense to form an LLC. If you do not think that forming an LLC makes sense, then the following are options that can help make your biz legit as a sole proprietorship. You may also need to do the following even if you have formed an LLC. Here are some reasons to be legit. So proving legitimacy can be a requirement for both a biz bank account or a biz credit card. Grant requirements may need proof of legitimacy. When working with a city in some capacity, you need to be legit. And you may need to show you're legit if you need permitting for throwing or participating in an event or if you open a public space. So if you don't want to become an LLC, you may want your business name in the system. For this, in comes a fictitious name statement. This is an official requirement for anyone not doing business under their own name. So for instance, GGC would technically be Phoebe Sherman doing business as Gogan Craft. As an LLC, you will also need to file a fictitious name statement. So your fictitious name statement will be filed with your county. When I got my FNS, we'll call it from now on, I filed in person. In most places, you can instead file online. First, look up and see if anyone has registered the use of your name in the county. I suggest also just peeking around and seeing if anyone else has your business name at all. So you can just use a Google search for this, right? But you'll also want to specifically check your database in your county. So just search for a fictitious business name in your county and it should pop up. In Alameda County, the filing fee is $40 for one business name and one owner. An additional fee of $7 is charged for each additional owner or fictitious business name listed on the same statement. 
In Alameda County, you have to fill out a form and actually mail it in or go to the office, which looks like it is open during COVID. Once you get your forms back from the county, you have to actually publish your name statement in a local publication. Prices vary per publications, but the law states, at least in California, that within 30 days after filing a fictitious business name statement, the registrant must publish the statement in a local newspaper of general circulation near the principal place of business. The notice must appear once a week for four successive weeks. Your county office should have a list of suggested publications. Next up, let's talk business licenses. So my fictitious name statement allowed me to get a city business license in my name under the name of Girl Gang Craft. Your business license will be filed with the city. There is a yearly permit payment and you will also be paying business taxes to the city you live in. The city wants you to have a business license, period. It may be required if you open up a physical storefront or provide a service. It will be required if you do any business with the city. Even as a maker who sells to the public, some of these events require you to have a city business license. The main reason we at Girl Gang Craft have a city business license, besides, you know, it being required, but it's because we produce in-person events. So we need to work with the city to have an event permit, to have health permits. So when we offer food and sampling and or drinks. And we need an event permit to work with a caterer to have alcohol and get it signed off by ABC. The City of Oakland website states you need to get a business license if you own property and you're renting out a room. The Oakland site seems to use business license and business tax interchangeably. You should be able to search your city and business license and apply on the city website. For Oakland, it is $95 to apply. You will pay this fee annually along with city taxes. They are pretty minimal. EIN. This means employer identification number. It is a great alternative to using your own social security number and is a must if you have employees. You may need an EIN for applying for business bank accounts or permits. You get one from the IRS. Registering for an EIN can be done on the IRS site and is free to do so. These are all the reasons you may need an EIN as listed on the IRS website. You need an EIN if you started a new business, hired or will hire employees, including household employees, open a bank account that requires an EIN for banking purposes, change the legal character or ownership of your organization. For example, you incorporate a sole proprietorship or form a partnership, purchased a going business, created a trust, created a pension plan as a plan administrator, are a foreign person and need an EIN to comply with IRS withholding regulations, are a withholding agent for taxes on non-wage income paid to an alien, such as an individual corporation or partnership, are a state or local agency, are a federal government unit or agency, formed a corporation, formed a partnership, administrator, an estate, formed as a result of a person's death, represent an estate that operates a business after the owner's death. Sales taxes. Sales taxes are made to your state if you sell taxable items. You can register for a sales permit in California at cdtfa.ca.gov. So that's California Department of Tax and Fee Administration. Many craft fairs now are requiring you to have a sales permit. And actually at the last Renegade Craft in San Francisco, we participated in, there was actually a representative from the CT, CDTFA checking every person's permit. It's illegal to not pay sales taxes. You will be mandated to pay quarterly or yearly sales taxes. You will file your taxes on the CT, CDTFA site if in California or your state will have a comparable site. Taxes are due on your quarterly or yearly due dates. 
A sales permit is also required when you are buying wholesale items. For instance, when we buy blanks, aka our shirts without our designs on them, we do not pay sales taxes to the manufacturer. This is because we later pay sales tax on the final items when someone purchases them from us. Let's talk business bank accounts. I think business bank accounts are important. Some platforms like Wix require you to have a bank account registered under your business name to receive payments. I like to be very organized with my bookkeeping. For more info on bookkeeping, please check out Jesse Susanna's course called Business Coven, bit.ly slash GGC times money, which we'll link that in our notes. Bookkeeping is important to figure out how much money your business is making so you can know the amount of taxes you need to pay. But as importantly, it is necessary to figure out which revenue streams are killing it and which you should maybe kill. For example, let's say you think your products are making the most profit in your biz, but really when you sit down in front of your books, you see that the cost of labor, supplies, and shipping make it super expensive. So then you can compare it to the other things you do. For instance, you might find that your most profitable stream is actually teaching courses because the costs are lower. Once you have that data in front of you, you can make informed and educated decisions about your next moves. Anyways, having a business account and a business credit card is a great way to keep your business and personal expenses separate. At GGC, I pay my team for my business bank account. I pay for our apps and our materials for my business credit card. Whereas I pay my personal rent for my personal bank account, I pay for my water bill for my personal credit card, etc. Of course, all these business transactions are tracked in your bookkeeping software. Anyways, to open a business bank account, you will most likely need proof of your business name. So each bank may differ in its requirements. Here is the Wells Fargo's requirements to open a business account as a sole proprietor. If the business name does not include the legal first and last name of the owner, you will need one of the following documents. Fictitious name certificate or statement, certificate of assumed name, business license, registration of trade name. You will also need your EIN or social security number and two forms of personal ID. With a credit card, you do not need a special business credit card, although we do suggest a card that gives you lots of points. We like points. It is helpful to have a separate business credit card attached to your business account and maybe to have payments on it made from your business account. Remember, for this to work, you need to only use it for business expenses, like paying for your software, your hardware, your team, your permits, your supplies. Anything that makes your business run goes on the business card and can potentially become a write-off. You do want to make sure you find a bank that is right for you. My regular checking is at Wells Fargo, so for me, it made sense to open a business account with them as well. You definitely want a free account, so make sure that is offered. You may have other aspects that are important to you. Do your research and ask lots of questions to find the right fit. Taxes. You must pay your taxes. You must. Jessie Susanna talks about this a lot and says it more eloquently than I, so check out her Instagram and our two podcast episodes with her, episode 2 and 18. Not paying your taxes is only going to harm you financially and energetically. Second time we've used that word today in this podcast, but when you avoid paying your taxes, fees go up and that avoidant energy is going to harm you. The energy of you avoiding your books and taxes is going to cause more harm than it is than you paying them. It will catch up to you. The longer you avoid the taxes, the higher the taxes become. Pay your taxes. If you made over $600, Revenue on your business, you must pay self-employment taxes. You should be paying tax estimates quarterly. And then when you file in April, you will compare what your estimates were versus your actual tax liability from your actual net profit. So then you either pay the excess or you get a refund. 
And by the way, getting a refund may not be so good. It basically means that you have paid the government more in advance than you needed to. However, it may be better than getting the penalty for paying less each quarter than it turns out you need to. For more info on bookkeeping and taxes, again, check out Jesse Susano's course called Business Coven. Really, it's solid. It's going to go through all of the taxes, bookkeeping, and more on business structure. Bit.ly slash GGC times money, which. Another little thing to add in here is getting a PO box. Getting a PO box is a great way to be legit and also protects your personal address. When you ship out your items, you need a return address, right? So instead of telling your customers where you live, rent a PO box instead. You can also get returns sent into your PO box, right? So we're paying about $100 a year for a PO box. I feel safer at home because of this. Lastly, I want to touch on trademarks and copyrights. Again, I'm not an attorney, but it can be a great idea to trademark your logo and business name to protect theft. A copyright protects literary and artistic works, while a trademark is more focused on protecting items that define and identify a company's brand, such as a logo. So perhaps you trademark your brand name and logo while one of your courses or designs is copyrighted. There's a lot of information on the internet on how to do that, including at the U.S. Copyright Office website. Again, I urge you to do your own research and talk to experts to find the right structures and systems for your own businesses. Thanks for listening, creatives, and best of luck to you as you make your biz legit. So besides making your biz legit with government and legal procedures, I want to talk about two options to make your biz legit with email marketing and a website. In comes Flowdesk. It is so important to reach your customers in their own inbox. I think creatives get so focused on social media. I mean, we love social as creatives, right? It is pretty, it is community-oriented, and it seems to make sales. Fine. Great. However, social media is not your whole business. You want to get followers off your platform and onto your website so they convert. Customers are more likely to take action in their own inbox. Plus, that engagement rate is much higher in the inbox than it is on people seeing your content on social. So instead of being so Insta-focused, think about gathering emails. Right now, it is so important to be driving traffic to your email list so that you can convert followers into those customers. If you don't have a newsletter, start one right now. We switched to Flowdesk last year and we are obsessed because the templates are gorgeous, easy to use, and it's really easy to make automated emails and funnels. We have you with 50% off for life on Flowdesk. So it's only $19 a month. It's a solid choice. Head to bit.ly slash GGC Flowdesk. And Flowdesk is SF-based and female-run. So get started on that list to help make your biz legit. Another great way to cultivate that legit biz vibe is to have a super amazing polished website that is easy to navigate that helps convert those Instagram followers to newsletter subscribers to website perusers and then customers. You want that customer journey to be easy to navigate And when they land on your fantastic site, they convert, they press purchase. We love our site. We have worked with Meredith of Quixotic Design Co. for both the GGC site and my new personal site. That is just not quite ready yet. So our GGC site is amazing, but costs us about $5,000 to make. So it's all custom and made for us. However, Meredith has created a new accessible and affordable option for all you creatives. So check out the new Quixotic Design Co. website templates for Wix. These are easy plug-and-play templates, so you just add in your own fonts, pictures, and brand assets. I can tell you from personal experience, Meredith makes them super easy to use, and she provides a video breakdown of how to use the platform. I am loving personalizing the Lara template for my personal site. 
It is clean and streamlined and seriously looks so good. I literally cannot wait to show you. You can check out her templates yourself. She has five templates to choose so you can find the perfect one to customize for your business. And we've got you with $25 off. So use code GGC25 and head to bit.ly slash GGC website. Seriously, having an impactful and vibrant site has been the cornerstone of our digital pivot this past year. Can't wait to see you create. If you love this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thank you for listening, creatives. Thank you so much for listening to the Girl Gang Craft podcast. Head to girlgangcraft.com slash podcast for show notes and more. See you next time.